Hello and welcome to Grace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcasts. On this podcast, you will hear the latest sermons taken from our weekly worship service. Our hope is that you will find joy and comfort in knowing the forgiveness of God through Jesus Christ. Did you color eggs? We did. Bright colors, like pastels, although they were neon, weren't they, Gail? They were neon colors, so we couldn't sleep at night. (laughs) They were so vibrant and colorful. The egg, a long tradition of representing life. Well, in a cemetery in Hanover, Germany, there is a grave that's called the Geöffnetes Grab. Have you heard of it? It's called the Open Grave. The Open Grave belongs to Henrietta von Ruling, who was buried there in 1782. Now, her sepulcher is immense constructed of heavy stone with a large and imposing tombstone resting on it, and the stone bears this inscription. This tomb bought for eternity may never be opened. Despite the inscription, Frau Henrietta's strongly fortified tomb has in fact been opened. For shortly after her burial, a birch tree germinated at the base slab of the monument and over the years grew larger and wider and slowly but steadily the tree's roots and trunks forced its way into the tomb and raised the tombstone and opened the grave. And here you have a picture of it. Take it out and look at that. The tree growing right out of Henrietta's tomb from 1782. Historically, it's still there, and historically, it's noted that actually this started the popular tourism trade. People paid in the 17, 100 years later, when obviously the tree was bigger, to come and see this open tomb, this phenomenon. That's kind of where they marked tourism. It's starting people came from all over to see it. The open tomb. Its inscription forbidding the entrance into the tomb speaks in vain above a yawning crypt. Almost two millennia ago, another tomb was secured as much as possible just outside the city of Jerusalem. Every precaution was taken to prevent it from being opened. The sepulcher had been sealed with a huge stone, as were most in those days. But a detachment of soldiers was placed outside this tomb, and it was barricaded with a seal on it that bore the authority of the government that anyone who opened it would face death. Undoubtedly, it was a secure tomb, as was possible. Yet only 36 hours Later, this Palestinian tomb had been secured. It was discovered open. 
The boulder was rolled away from the crypt's entrance and the guards were gone. The seal lay broken on the ground and most surprisingly significant of all is that the lifeless body once ensconced in the tomb was missing. All the security precautions had been in vain. The sepulcher was now empty. The fact that Jesus, the tomb of Jesus of Nazareth, was empty, took everyone by surprise. It surprised the women who arrived at the tomb that morning, expecting to anoint Jesus' body with spices. Who would move the stone was what they were asking. It surprised the soldiers who earlier had questioned or considered it foolish, most likely to stand guard over a tomb with such a weighted stone. But Matthew's gospel said they trembled like they were stone and became like dead men. It surprised the priests who thereafter fabricated stories that someone had stole this Nazarene's body. The disciples were startled and surprised as well. They stubbornly refused to believe and started news of the, the startling news of the resurrection. Everyone was surprised at this dramatic turn of events in Christ, in which Christ rose from the dead. In this surprising turn of events, the empty tomb of Jesus Christ, God snatched the, the victory from the jaws of defeat. His great mercy to his beloved people was demonstrated in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Should we be surprised? Was this for the first time that this ever happened? No. Read Exodus 15. One of our readings for today, the Israelites are feeling the oppression of the Egyptians, but and they become trapped as they're fleeing. Pharaoh's chariots and warriors have surrounded God's people on all sides, and the turbulent Red Sea restricts them from going on the other side. The turbulent sea builds up. But before Pharaoh gives the command for his army to swoop in for the slaughter, he gloats over his impending victory over the Israelites and says, the enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall have its fill of them. I will draw my sword and my hand shall destroy them. Famous last words. Yet in what seemed inevitable, God works a surprise. And in the face of utter defeat for God's people, the Lord pulls off a victory. He makes the sea into dry land and the waves remain put off to the side. The waters pile up, as it says in Exodus, and the floods stood up in a heap. And in God's great surprise, he delivers his people. Safely to the other side. God destroys his opponents. The Egyptians' forces pursue God's people through the causeway, but Jehovah's restraining hand was removed and the walls of water collapsed on the Egyptians, drowning them. Maybe similar to the Cecil B. DeMille movie, The Ten Commandments. In this surprising turn of events at the Red Sea, God snatched victory from the jaws of defeat from the hands of the Egyptians. His great mercy, his beloved people, experienced 
Is that the only one? No. Centuries after God's deliverance through the Red Sea, the enemy once again boasted of victory. Like Pharaoh of old, Satan gloated over the conquest at the cross. How could he help? When Jesus died and his body was laid in the tomb, Satan and his demons celebrated their apparent triumph. This must be the end. The prince of darkness thought he had been he had delivered the final victorious blow against Jesus when his body was laid in the tomb. How could he think any differently? He who had the power of death, the devil, seemed to have successfully wielded the power against this Messiah who had come into the world. But God had a surprise as well. He turned the tables on Satan while in the very clutches of death and hell, Jesus overcame death and hell. The apparent victim became the victor, the true victor. He who was dead now was alive again. The Apostle Peter declared to those who had witnessed Jesus' resurrection or crucifixion in the book of Acts, Peter says, God raised him up, losing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Satan did his utmost to shackle Jesus in death, to keep him permanently in his grip. But when Christ had completely disarmed the devil, he burst forth triumphantly from death's dreary domain, and Jesus emerged victorious, proclaiming, I died and behold, as it says in Revelation, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. In this surprising turn of events, in the spiritual realm, God snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. And his great mercy to his people, to his beloved people, was demonstrated in the conquest over sin, Satan, and death itself. Snatching the victory from the jaws of defeat, Jesus burst forth. That's what the birch tree did in the open grave. Look at your pictures again. The open grave is also known and was first known as the Gesprengdenes Grab, the burst grave. Obviously because it burst open. Would you be surprised if I told you that your grave will likewise burst forth just like Henrietta's? Does it surprise you to see in this picture the future of your own grave one day? As the lyrics of our Advent hymn that we sing, Break forth, O beauteous heavenly light, and usher in the morning. For here in your open tomb, Satan meets his dismal demise. Paul describes how all this bursting forth of life, conquering death, takes place in the waters of your baptism. He writes to the Romans, You were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, 
we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Just like that little birch seed that was entombed with Henrietta could not be defeated, so the seed of God's word that washed you clean, that claimed you as his own, that gave you faith in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will never die. Perhaps unnoticed and unseen right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just too beautiful. Perhaps unnoticed and unseen at this time, even now as you live in God's grace and mercy as his child, that seed germinates within you. And from your grave, your new resurrected life as a child of God will burst forth from that prison and God's word will bring to completion that good work that he began in you when again by his word he calls you forth one day as he did Lazarus. Killian, come forth. Jim, come forth. Gail, come forth. Tim, come forth. George, come forth. Break forth! Therefore, because of God's mercy through his Son, you are a new creation, redeemed, living, and no tomb can hold you. By his mercy, we share in his everlasting triumph. This is indeed a surprising turn of events, not by our sacrifice, but by God's. He shares his eternal victory with us. His great mercy to his beloved people is demonstrated in the fact that he makes us co-heirs with Christ of the resurrection. Speaking of surprises, on Easter morning, a class of seven-year-olds gathered for Sunday school, and the teacher narrated the story of Jesus' resurrection. And to engage the students a little bit more, the teacher asked them this question, what do you think was Jesus' first words when he came out of the tomb alive? Little girl raised her hand, and the teacher called on her, and the girl jumped to her feet, stretched out her hands, and shouted, surprise! Jesus' first word was surprise. On our day of resurrection, may we all shout at once, surprise, filled with joy and awe as Christ's marvelous seed flourishes in life that never ends. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. To know more about Jesus and our ministry at Grace Lutheran Church, please find us at www.gracealoneonline.org. You'll find additional sermon podcasts in your favorite podcast channel every week at www.gracealoneonline.org forward slash sermons. Also, you can find information about our worship schedule and our Bible studies. You may also submit prayer requests to gracealoneonline.org forward slash prayer. Thank you for listening.